You're listening to The Skelton Report. We dig deep into the issues of mental health, psychology, empowerment, and self-improvement. Thanks for listening to the show. Here's your host, Mark Nathaniel Skelton. All right, welcome to The Skelton Report, a podcast for the people. I think we got a great episode today, but before we get started, I want to check in with you, see how you're doing, hope all is well, see you some blessings. Things are going great this way. All right, had a great week. I want to give a shout out to Phil Sarpong. All right, uh, this brother is doing great work out in Chicago, working on his doctorate in clinical psychology as well. And he has a podcast titled Phil's Guide to PsyD. Again, that's Phil's Guide to PsyD. I want you to go and support and check out the work that he's doing. He had me on for an interview. We talked about you know, being black and mental health, um, spirituality, self-care, uh, the journey, the struggle, all that good stuff. And so that is on his podcast right now. Go check out his work. Um, shout out to you, Phil, if you're listening. Also, uh, coming up, I got my mentor. He's planning to come on. Uh, Dr. Horton, he's a black psychologist. And... Um, yeah, we got some things lined up to talk about just, you know, the field, the work, um, behavioral health, um, how to manage some things. So be sure to tune into that. That's coming up soon. And um, as always, you guys know, I'm on the grind. So check me out on the Instagram and the Twitter and the TikTok. I'm, I'm dropping information on EPPP if you're of that. Um study because uh you know qualification exams are coming up and uh, i'm talking about the brain right now so we start you know we break down the cerebellum and the basal ganglia and neurons and neurotransmitters and all that good stuff so be sure to check that out and learn something so today we're going to be talking about again um COVID-19, African-American community, um, and in particular, hesitancy. As you know, right now I'm in uh, the journey, all right? I'm asking you to join me as we're continuing the dissertation journey. And what I want to do is share the information and the research that I'm learning uh, on the topic of my topic of interest to keep you just up to date on what's going on. And so just as a refresher, you know, my base, the basic overview is that um, God's been blessing and I'm starting that dissertation process and the topic will be over COVID and African-American communities and disparities and spirituality and all that good stuff, doing a qualitative study. And so I'm really looking at opinions and beliefs and how people feel about uh, the topic at hand. So not too many numbers, but Currently, I'm focusing on the literature, so I want to share with you some of the interesting um, things that I'm finding, as well as the great conversations I'm having with experts out in the field, you know, medical professionals, health professionals, recently been talking to some psychologists on the topic, ministers, church leadership, research librarians, you name it, the chair, like things are going good. And so if you've been following on last episode, we discussed some of um, the reasons for the disparities within the African-American community regarding COVID. Learned a lot of things from that. 
And in this episode, we're going to discuss and learn a little more about the hesitancy around COVID-19 vaccination within African-American communities. Do you know why we are a little more reluctant to get the COVID-19 vaccination? So that's basically the question we will be answering today, or at least attempting to. Now, last week, I introduced you to prestigious gentleman, Dr. Cato Loresen. And he's an MD, PhD, American engineer, physician, scientist, inventor, innovator, a professor at the University of Connecticut, top shelf in his research, uh, addressing just justified, listen, a justified vaccine hesitancy in the black community. I want to put the emphasis on the justified. He talks about how he's concerned that the vaccine hesitancy may perpetuate the health disparities the disproportionate infections and death that um, African-Americans are having that we are currently seeing in the numbers of infections and deaths taking place. Most studies, for instance, at this point have found that blacks as a community as a whole have the highest levels of individuals who state that they will never get the vaccine or are not sure that they will get the vaccine. Where are you at now? All right. So that's basically what he's saying. He's seeing he's concerned about that. I want to reiterate that most of the information on this platform uh, will be from African-Americans and people of color on the research, because I've learned that typically sometimes we're more likely to receive that information just because of the relationship and the trust that's there. All right. So. Some of the reasons for the hesitancy, um, you know, historical reasons, false information, um, systemic and structural changes that need to take place. Another research titled COVID-19 vaccine acceptance and beliefs among black and Hispanic Americans uh, talks about this lingering distrust within the health profession in relationship to minorities. They looked at black and Hispanic communities um, also are experiencing disproportionate rates as well. And as it states in its article, may be less willing to receive the vaccine. Um, However, the survey results suggested that black and Hispanic individuals were less willing than whites to receive the vaccine and that uh, black respondents was significantly higher than any other racial group when it comes to that um there's there's reasons for the reluctance again they go into the spread of misinformation thought this was interesting as well that it 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 appears that the rate of incidence of vaccine side effects are actually very small and it's rare but this may be seen as newsworthy and attract attention through media and informal word of mouth Watch this worsening vaccine related fear and hesitation. I'm going to park here for a second and put back out there. Uh, It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on concerning the vaccine. So for this platform, I just want to present the information on what the research and the science is saying. And I think you're intelligent enough to use it as you see fit. All right. But I think it's very important just as 
Uh, this article that I mentioned highlights that the World Health Organization. So why are we talking about this? WHO has identified vaccine hesitancy as one of the top 10 threats to global health. All right. So let's take a look at some of the hesitancy a little more under the microscope. So as you can hear, and I'm pretty sure in your own personal conversations, you hear the themes of just the mistrust, how quick the vaccine was developed, the racial disparities, all these contribute to uh, hesitancy uh, to getting the vaccine. But I want to present an article from Dr. Justin Xavier Moore. Let me tell you a little bit about this brother. He is an assistant professor at Augusta University. He's an epidemiologist. All right. He uh, is an assistant professor in cancer prevention, control and population health program department of medicine. Uh, Dr. Moore's research explores the intersection between race, including effects of racism and place on various health outcomes, including cancer and infectious diseases. And so that's how uh, I cross paths with his research and um as it relates to the topic at hand. And he has a research article that we're going to look at titled Correlates of COVID-19 Vaccine Hesitancy Among a Community Sample of African-Americans Living in Southern United States. All right. So this is the skeleton report. We have an article here and I want to report on it and try to put it in uh, terms enough so that we can all better understand what's going on. And so some of his findings here in it, he states that there is a limited knowledge on the factors associated with COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy, specifically among African-Americans living in the Southern United States. The study aimed to examine factors associated with vaccine hesitancy among a predominantly African-American community sample. All right. So basically just wants to look at, hey, what are some of the reasons, you know, not just assuming let's actually get into the community and find out what are some of the reasons why there's hesitancy. So I want to share some of the results with you as the listener from what he discovered from this research. Remember, remember that this is just a sample of the overall population. The sample is from the southern area of the United States. All right. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about hesitancy according to the article and what i mean by that is like maybe looking at the definition and more in depth of what they look at and what he's looking at so hesitancy vaccine hesitancy hesitancy was categorized as resistant hesitant resistant mean i don't want it hesitant ah, and acceptance like i'll take it all right and so vaccine hesitancy develops when an individual perceives a low need for vaccination, and this is known as complacency in the article, and questions the efficacy or safety of the vaccine. So that results in having low confidence. I don't see it as being um, too relevant, working too well, and I don't know how safe it is. So I have a lower confidence in it. Complacency is an individual's perception, how they see things, that the risk of a vaccine, uh, preventable disease are low, which does not stimulate a need for a preventative action. 
I don't really see this thing as necessary, basically. And so in this article, they just, they're, they're stating that vaccine hes hesitancy is on a continuum. All right. So it's not um, black or white, but there's gray area in there that rests between full acceptance of all recommended vaccines and refusal of all recommended vaccines. Hesitancy can indicate an individual's choice to accept some and refuse some vaccines, or it can indicate the decision to delay vaccines. So just giving you background information. So when I say hesitancy, you get an idea of what is meant according to this article. So lack of hesitancy should not be confused with certainty. Some people will still accept vaccines even when they are uncertain or refuse vaccines when they are uncertain. Okay. With these concepts in mind, basically they categorize the primary variable of interest from a Likert scale. A Likert scale is just another way of saying a rating system through certain survey questions. They're looking at if given to you for free, the vaccine, how likely are you to take the COVID-19 vaccination? And so the responses are one, uh, acceptant, that means very likely or likely. Two, hesitant means you're neutral. And three means resistant, uh, responded unlikely and very unlikely. And so what they did was they performed a cross-sectional analysis on the data collected. And what does that mean? That just means um, when you analyze data, you gather information from a set point in time. And the data set records observations of multiple variables at a particular point. All right. So there, you know, when I say multiple variables, height can be a variable. And this is just an example, not in here, just heights, a variable, weights, a variable, um, hair color, just all, you know, you're assessing multiple things from an individual. And so from a convenient sample, meaning just a sample that's easily available, they had 257 community dwelling participants in the central Savannah River area from December the 5th, 2020 through April the 17th, 2021. And um, let's see some of the results that I thought would be relevant to bring to your attention. So one section talked about the likelihood of vaccine residents of resistance and hesitancy. So participants aged 18 to 29 years had increased odds of vaccine resistance when compared to those aged 50 or older. In other words, those from the ages 18, 29 are more likely not to get it compared to those who are older. Participants with no health insurance were nearly threefold more likely to have vaccine resistance when compared to those with health insurance again not going anywhere with this i just thought it'd be good for you to know also participants with other employment were less likely to be covid19 um, vaccine resistant when compared to those employed full-time and participants that had 
ever received a flu shot had 61% reduced odds of vaccine resistance when compared to those that had never received a flu shot. So if you had a flu shot prior to COVID even being around, your resistance levels went down. Also, another important part of the study was observing that housing insecurity was associated with a 7.3 fold increase odds of vaccine resistance. And so when we say housing insecurity, um, they're talking about the lack of security caused by high housing costs, relative income, poor housing quality, unstable neighborhoods, unstable housing, overcrowding, all that. So those with housing insecurity was associated with, a once again, an increased odds of not getting the vaccine. Um, ask yourself, what, what could this mean? Um, also, when it comes to gender, I thought this was interesting. Uh, women were more than threefold more likely to have vaccine hesitancy when compared to men. I'm wondering, is that is that what you thought? Um, do you have an opinion on why? I think about a focus group that I was involved in where um, we're going around and asking different organizations and people about w what is their hesitancy or feelings about the vaccine. And uh, one woman, um, it was explained that she had a fear of getting the vaccine um, because she didn't know what type of impact it may have on pregnancy. Uh, so, or being pregnant. So I thought that, you know, that may help answer that. I'm sure there's other reasons, but that could be part of that uh, hesitancy and why it's it seems that women are more likely not to get the vaccine than men, according to this research. So that's more the resistance. Um, within this hesitancy, um, they, they learned that in the case of COVID-19, denialism and misinformation have prompted public um underestimation of susceptibility ah, what is this word um susceptibility there we go thanks for hanging on there with me and severity of covid-19 all right so basically um misinformation makes people think that they or more immune, or that it's not as serious. They're underestimating it, basically. Um, a survey study early in the pandemic identified reasons for COVID-19 uh, vaccine hesitancy, including vaccine-specific concerns, need for more information, and lack of trust. Again, some of these reasons are repetitive. But uh, I thought this phrase was interesting. Infodemic is what they use. That is supported by multiple sources of misinformation that shapes public perceptions about the pandemic and the potential treatments and vaccines to mitigate its effects. Prior to the pandemic, persistent lower rates of vaccinations existed in communities of predominantly racial and ethnic groups. And we're going to come back to that. So basically... Um, Rates of getting a vaccination were lower to begin with in minority communities. Um, moving on, COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy was also related to the perception of reduced severity of COVID-19. People who perceived 
a high risk of of a severe COVID-19 illness course were less hesitant than people at moderate risk or low risk. Uh, That's very important because I also read in this article how they're saying early on when COVID first came out, it was more geared to the fact that uh, older individuals were more susceptible to the virus. And so this is kind of what's speaking to that. Like if you see the virus more as a high risk to you, seems like irregardless of your ethnicity or um, background, that you're more likely to get the vaccine. But if you see it less of a risk or moderate risk, then you're less likely to get the vaccine or you'll be more resistant or more hesitant to the vaccinations. Conversely, when people had positive healthcare experiences, all right, so including views of healthcare workers and medicine, they were more willing to receive a COVID-19 vaccine. See, now this is where that race and socioeconomic status can play a major role. Um, one article from Golden 2021 talks about most of the existing research focuses on historical and health disparities within black and minority communities when it pertains to vaccination. For instance, there's a trust issues, concerns over how quick the vaccine was developed and whether there are enough participants of diversity in the testing development, as well as healthcare professionals that are minorities. So this proves the point that, hey, if you have a positive relationship with healthcare, all right, you're more likely in the healthcare workers, meaning how you see them, how you perceive them in medicine, you're more likely to get the vaccine. And if you don't have a positive relationship with the healthcare system, then you're less likely to get the vaccine. And this is, and we're going to have to get into the topic about the systems and the systemic things going on that are uh, contributing to the disparities as well as apparently the hesitancies as well. All right. It's important to point out that Within the African-American communities, as this article points out, pre-pandemic national surveys results showed, and this is to the point earlier, that African-American communities had lower levels of trust and confidence in vaccines in general. All right. So, again, COVID has COVID-19 hesitancy is not a new phenomenon. Uh, basically, before this was going on, as I said earlier, African-Americans were less likely to get the flu shot or just vaccines in general. Scholars who study vaccine behaviors know that previous vaccine behaviors influence current vaccine decision making. So how you thought about it in the past, you know, the past is in the present, basically. Uh, Many Americans distrust as well. This is all groups, all uh, ethnicity groups. And the the article says that many Americans distrust pharmaceutical companies as they may be viewed as profit driven, while levels of trust of the government differ by race. All right. The intersection of these complex factors set the stage for the current vaccine decision making taking place. But it seems from the article overall age was the strongest determinant of vaccine hesitancy. That's pretty interesting. Independently explaining nearly 25% of the variation in vaccine hesitancy. So one in four. Again, housing insecurity was associated with 
greater than sevenfold increased odds of vaccine resistance and independently explain 8% of the variation in vaccine resistance. So connecting the dots and bringing it all together is that if an individual does not trust as this, they, Dr. Moore lays it out right here. If an individual does not trust the sources of the vaccine information, one, whether it is the physician who identifies a need for the vaccine for the patient, the scientists, our companies who developed and tested the vaccines, or the government agencies that approve the vaccines, the patient is likely to develop vaccine hesitancy. Sources of distrust are variable. It means it varies. But in the context of this inquiry, lack of trust is connected to ethnicity. Among African Americans, trust in the influenza vaccine and vaccine production process is lower than white Americans trust in the vaccine process. And confidence is especially important with a vaccine that is new. So I hope you have a better understanding of maybe what are some of the what are some of the research saying on vaccine hesitancy what it means, and what are some of the particular um, resistance and hesitancy within the African-American community. We can see age plays a role in that. Um, prior experience with the healthcare, um, your previous views of vaccines before COVID-19 vaccines came out, and um, just overall trust and where you're getting your information. So I hope that was helpful to you. Um, we're going to continue. We're continuing this conversation. I think it's really uh, probably time to maybe look at um, structures and uh, how racism plays a role in this. Uh, we're going to be looking at theology here soon as well. Um, just once again, as I'm combing through the literature and the themes that come up is where I'm going to bring to you. And I hope it's helpful. So be sure to, to tune in next time. Uh, you be blessed. I got a jet, and I'll catch you on the next go-around. Peace. You've been listening to The Skelton Report. Mark's passion is mental health, psychology, empowerment, and self-improvement. And his education and background prove that he's more than qualified to be speaking about these issues. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've picked up some useful information along the way as well. Find us now on Apple and Google Podcasts. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, hook up with Mark on Twitter and Instagram at Skelton underscore Neuro on Apple and Google podcast at The Skelton Report. To reach out with comments and questions, send an email to skeltonneuroscience at gmail.com. Check out the e-courses on Udemy by searching Mark N. Skelton and find the website at www.skeltonneurocounseling.com. <laughs>